0: In the book of John, chapter 5, I had to revisit this place for too many reasons. A couple of days ago, I had one of my relatives, uh, a healthy young man, a man who bench presses 300 pounds, and he's a very little guy, but he's got some strength. When you see him exercising and bench pressing, he does 300 pounds, he does 320, his maximum is 340 pounds when he's bench pressing. That's a lot of weight for a little guy of five feet to lift. But I want to tell you something. Something happened upon, upon him when he went to the store to pick up just five gallon uh, 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 water. And something happened in his back. From that moment, the right side became paralyzed. He eventually was taken to the hospital. When he got to the hospital, what happened? At the end of the day, he couldn't feel both legs. Uh, They had to perform a surgery on his um, disc that was resting on his spines. At the moment, he has not regained the use of both legs. But that's one thing that is very important, not just because of him. When I was in the hospital looking at him and seeing a whole lot of people, the very first thing that came to my spirit was John chapter 5. I looked at the hospital, I saw in the emergency room, people of all kinds waiting to be attended to. Waiting for one or two doctors that were in the hospital. And, and, and there were so many people in all aspects. I call it the hospital, the market that never closes. Most stores will close, but the hospital is a market, never closes in and out. It's 24 hours, it's like, it's like at every moment of the day, somebody is always very coming into that place. But here is something that is very intriguing this morning I want to share with you. In John chapter 5, something there I want you to share with me this morning. This is a revolutionary understanding that God gave me a couple of days ago. In John chapter 5 from verse 1, the Bible says, After this, I want you to follow the direction and the English language of God. After this. What was this? If you go to chapter 4, you see what happened. The healing of somebody and the woman, and the woman uh, 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 you know, they have had five husbands and whatever. But now in this one, he said, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. I want you to pay attention there. The Bible says there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, here is the change. The trajectory is changing in verse 2. The Bible says in verse 2. Now there is. Verse 1 says there was. And in verse 2, the Bible now says now there is. What do I understand that there is? It means that what is going on or what took place at that time is still going on now. It means that you and I can still see ourselves in this same situation that God is trying to explain. I've listened in the past people talking about the man By the pool and thrashing everything about the man. But they lack understanding of one important thing. The Bible here says there is. It's not about the man anymore. It's about you. There is. He said there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. The word Bethesda in Hebrew if you translate it to English it means a place of pity. A place of mercy. A place of grace. That's where these people were. Now, where would you consider a place of grace today? The church. Where would you consider a place of mercy? The church. But here, it's talking about the man. But I want you to see it in your life at this moment. Don't look at the man. I want you to look at yourself and the presence of God at this moment. He said now, he said having five porches. And I was looking at the five-fold ministries also. Well, we're going to come to that, but let's finish. The Bible says, in this lay a great multitude of impotent folks, of blind, heart, withered, waiting for the moving of the world. A different translation say, here lay a multitude of sick people with disabilities. Some people who are lame, some people who are blind, some people who are deaf, dumb. But all these things, there are so many kinds of sicknesses. The kind of sicknesses you see in the church. The kind of sicknesses you see in the hospital. Today in the church, many of us, if you're not physically blind, you're spiritually blind. If you're not mentally okay, you're spiritually have a problem. Many of us here are whacked up. We are all jacked up in many ways. In different situations and circumstances, some of us have mental problems. Some of us have psychological problems. Some of us have marital problems. Some of us have one problem or the other in our life. But every day we come to church... Expecting to get a healing, but we don't. We go back home the same way we came. But here the Bible was talking about that. Here, I want you to see the third word in the verse 3. It says, In this lay. That means all of them were what? Lying. They were all lying down. If you look at all the translations, it never mentioned in this place were people who were sick. He said they're all in this place lay men and women who were what, some were lunatics, some were have one disease or the other. They were all lying down. There was something common about all of them. They all have issues and they need help and they were all laying down. If you don't pay attention, you're going to miss the critical words that will give you accurate understanding of what God is trying to convey in this place. He said, in this lay a great multitude of people. Now verse 4 talked about, for an angel went down, At a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever the first after, anybody after the troubling of the water stepped in in, was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. Another translation said a certain man was there. This man was unnamed. This man was not mentioned. But we know, understand that God knows his name. God knows your name. But this man was not mentioned. His name was never mentioned. I don't know why we need recognition of our names. All we need is the attention of God in our lives. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about what you're recognized for. But the most important thing, you need God to identify you in your situation and in your circumstance. And this man, the Bible says he had been there for 38 years. Now, let's see finally. The Bible says, when Jesus saw him. I want you to understand that it was Jesus that saw him. There were five porches in that place. He must have looked for him in in, in the first porch. There were so many sick people. But he said, this is not who I'm looking for. He must have gone to the second one. He must have gone to the third. We don't know at what point. But the point is that there were so many people who had issues like him. But Jesus chose him out. And let's see why he chose him out. When the Bible says, when Jesus saw him lie. Remember at the beginning the Bible said they all were laying, and here yeah, when Jesus saw him what, lying down. What happened? And knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said unto him, will that be made whole? Jesus knew he had been in his situation. He said he had been in that case. He had been in his circumstance. He had been in his conditions for a long time. He asked him, and Jesus, the impotent man, Jesus asked him, the Bible says, And Jesus asked him, will that be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steps in, into the, into the water, before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately, the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on that same day was the Sabbath day. Let's break this down. I want to start from the verse 6, where the Bible is talking about that Jesus, this man has been there for 38 years. But when Jesus saw him, he knew he had been there for a long time. I want to let you understand that there are many of us here today who have had our situation and circumstances for more than 38 years. There are many people here who have been sick longer than 38 years. There are many people here who have been carrying on what happened to you as a child or what happened to you as a teenager up to your lifetime at this moment. There are so many of us here who were raped, who were abused, who were molested, who were defiled. There are many of us here who have, their parents have never been in their life. There are many of us here who have suffered one situation or circumstance for a long time and we have been carrying it up till now. But we come to church every day. We pray. We do everything expecting to get a healing and we never get our healing. Why you talk about the man by the pool of Batista? I want you to look at it today with the five porches, the five-fold ministries. All of you belong in one way or the other in the ministries that God has given. But we are still here. The man came to the pool. He was by the side of the pool. He never got into the pool. Every effort he did was futile. Why? Because when Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? Here is where most men of God have torn the man apart and say he was playing a victim mentality. If you have been in a situation and circumstance, then you will know what it means to feel pain. If you have lost a loved one, you know what it means to lose a loved one. If you have been somebody who cannot walk for 38 years, if you've been somebody who cannot hear for 38 years, if you've been somebody who cannot see for 38 years, if you've been somebody who have carried challenges and situations in your life for 38 years, when somebody comes to you and says you are carrying it because you don't want to be healed if you have a gun you're going to shoot the person how many of you here have one illness or the other that don't want to be healed? is there anybody here who don't want to be healed? the man wanted to get made whole, he wanted to get healed that's why he was lying down there on his mat he had an infirmity, who knows whether he pees on his bed who knows whatever he does on his bed Who knows whatever situation and circumstance and he remained patient waiting in that place. But I want to tell you this morning, if you have been patient waiting for God to show up in your situation, you are next on the line because your patience has paid off. The man's patience paid off. After 35 years, he could have said, forget it. After 36 years, he could have said, forget it. After 37 years, he could have said, you know what, I'm tired. That's when the victim mentality steps in. Not when the man is still kicking, laying down. Who knows how he crawls? Who knows how he manages to win? He has made so many attempts. Many of you here, many of us here have seen people have cancer and get healed. Many of us here know people who have one debilitating disease or the other and they were miraculously healed. But many of us here also have people who have had such situations and they never made it. And they died. Many of us here have encountered situations beyond our own understanding and abilities. And this man was in that place. But the statement of the man when Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? His statement exposed the hypocrisy that is in the church the ministers and the preachers and the pastors and bishops who have been preaching and condemning this man, it exposed them. He said, do you want to be made whole? And the first thing the man said, he said, sir, that tells you this man, despite his circumstance and situation, he never allowed his situation, his circumstances to overtake his sense of respect. He looked at Jesus and he said, sir, I have no man. He was confessing his reality. This man for 38 years, we don't know if he has a family. If he has a family and he's been there for 38 years, it never shows that anybody ever came to him. This man is talking about how lonely he is in the midst of other people who have situations and circumstances. Many of us in the church here are still lonely despite the fact that we have people sitting next to us. Many of us here have people at home, yet we are lonely. Many of us here have not seen our relatives that are in the hospital for the past six, seven, eight months. This man is a man who found himself with a disease, with an infirmity that he has no power over. He made his effort. He exposed the hypocrisy, like I said earlier. He said, sir, I have no man. While I am coming, others step in. People who have somebody to help them, help their people to step in. The man is very close to the pool. But he never made it into the pool. He sees miracles happen. He sees men and women get healed year after year and they go. The same way you and I will see people. Some of us here have children who are ripe for marriage and they have not married. And we see other young girls, other young boys you may consider, quote unquote, more ugly than your child. They get married and your child is still sitting. That's true. You have all kinds of degrees. You expect to get a better job and you look at somebody whom you consider a dummy and the person gets a better job. You see some men and you say, what is the world in this woman doing with this kind of man? And then you look at yourself, you look at your niece, your nephews, your brothers, your sisters, your children. They are not getting married and you're worried. But you're looking at other people's miracle happening in their lives. That's the position this man found himself. If you have ever found yourself in a situation where you go to the doctor, the next person who is walking out and tell you, oh, my situation is getting better. And every time you come to the doctor, all they give you is a more grim situation. This man have nobody to pray for him. Remember, the place is called a a place of pity, a place of grace, and a place of what? Mercy. It is one area the tourist bus will never take you to. Imagine men and women, imagine blind folks, deaf, dumb, everybody laying down. Imagine how filthy. If you just go even to the New York subway, you see how stinky and filthy it is? Then imagine a pool of such people. Imagine the hospital. If the nurses are not cleaning up and busting themselves out, cleaning and, 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 and ward mates cleaning up every time. Imagine all that is going on in that place. How filthy and saddening that it is. But I want you to understand something this morning. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to be alone. If you look on your left and look on your right, there will be somebody sitting right there. If only we can step out of our own desires to help others. And I want you to understand everybody will be helped. If she turned around to help this person, and this person helped this person, and this person helped this person, as you go around, at the end of the day, the last person will help her. Everybody gets helped. But in that situation, the man found himself not being able to do anything. He said, sir, I have nobody to help me. The next one he said, before I make my attempt, somebody else has overtaken me. The man is explaining, the man is confessing his handicap. The Bible calls him the, and the impotent man. A different translation says, the, 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 the man, the disabled man. Another translation says, the man that has no power. He has no power. That's why he's lying down. And Jesus said to him, which Christ is saying to you and I this morning. He came to him and said, do you want to be made whole? And the man explained his situation and circumstances. And Jesus said to him, rise up. And in telling you to rise up this morning, it's not just rising up on the physical feet. Rise up in your spiritual mind to know that your miracle is on the way. Rise up this moment to know that what God says to you is greater than your situation and circumstances. Rise up to know that even if you have not been healed, even if you have cancer, even if you have whatever disease that has been bothering you all these years, that He has not been raised. God is saying to you this morning, rise up in your faith, rise up in your mind. Let your mind, now that you meet Christ, overtake your situation and circumstances. He told him, rise up. And the Bible, and, the, and the, he did not just end at rising up. The next thing he did, he said, well, take up their bed. Take up that thing that you been known with. Take up the record. That thing that had happened to you, that have held you bound for many years. That sickness, that disease, that abuse. Whatever you have faced over the years that have held you. He said, I'm going to give you the strength. Pick it up. And what I'm going to give you the power to walk. As you're walking, you're changing direction. As you're changing your direction, you begin to testify. As you're testifying, the things that have happened to you in the past will become an evidence of the glory of God in your life. He told the man, he said, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says, and he rose immediately. He took up his bed and he walked. And the Bible did not end there. He said, and on that day was a Sabbath day. Why is God able to explain that it's a Sabbath day? Because the next time that Jesus met him, the man was in the temple. He was in the temple. testifying. the temple where the healing is supposed to be. The place where the men of God were supposed to be. The place where the religious people were supposed to be. This was the place that was devoid of the power of God. But when God has encountered you, you can come back into the church and you give a testimony. You can rise up and go to the hospitals and you tell people who have cancer, I had cancer. Here is my doctor's prognosis. Here is the evidence. But you know I'm telling you that the same God who healed me is able to heal you. You were able to testify I was abused as a child. I was molested as a child. I did all these things happen to me. But let me tell you all those things that happened to me have put me in a position to rescue other young boys and other young girls. You are able to use what the past the enemy desired for evil and turn it for good because this is your time. This is your moment. This is your time for God to encounter you and you can move on you can rise up you can take up your bed and you can walk you can walk we cannot be bound to our circumstance and situation you have no words in you to overcome this situation but all I know is that with the presence of God the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit our situation and circumstances are able to change I want us to use the next few minutes I just want us to worship God. I believe that God is going to do something miraculous in our life this morning. I, I want you to join us. I want us to worship. I want us to pray. I want us to, 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 to lift our hands unto the Lord. I want us to encounter his presence this moment. I, I just feel in my spirit that the victory always belonged to Jesus. Because I began to speak to the Lord. I said, your word is your word. Because you bear witness of that word with signs and wonders. You bear witness of your word with miracles. He was speaking and now listening in John, he said, the only way I can testify that I have sent you is when the miracles and signs and wonders follow you. Then God testifies that he has sent you. Otherwise, we can preach his word from today to tomorrow. The word of God must have power. If he has no power, it is not the word of God. Because he said his word is not ordinary, but a demonstration of the word, the power, and of the spirit of the living God.